Hey everybody, welcome to the Climbing Sycamores podcast, uh, where we look at today's topics to get a better view of Christianity. I'm Annie Beagie, and I'm joined by my friends Ben Sadler and Matt Harbach. All right. Not go over my head. So. We are rolling. <laughs> cool. Welcome. How's we just got going? a chemistry lesson, I guess. Yep. <laughs> I cannot pronounce 95% of the ingredients on your energy drink. Matt is a, an energy drink junkie. And yes. there's a new one each each time you come in. I'm a scientist through <laughs> and through. What can I say? <sighs> do you feel like they help? Can you tell the difference between each one like, or do they make me feel more energetic yeah absolutely yeah you also say that you can't sleep at night do you think <laughs> there's a correlation with having jet fuel pumped into your body half the day and not being able to settle down at night um honestly actually sleep lately has been better i oh. think it's I think that that might be part of it. I didn't move around enough yesterday, though. Like, I need to like take a long walk or something. Sure. So otherwise, it's like I have too much energy at the end of the day. Okay. I think that's I, they there. That's it. Definitely doesn't help. But are you a coffee drinker, Ben? I feel like everything's. I can't do anything fun anymore. I <laughs> like to have coffee. Well, well this what just took this? a turn. No, okay. because when Come I have on. coffee, I like I get tired in the afternoon really tired like i crash really hard do you drink coffee i do but I, I feel like i could drink a cup of coffee and go to bed okay like i literally i don't i don't know how much huh so i don't know who knows maybe if maybe i I'm love not the taste of a, a good coffee yeah, yeah i don't know yeah the vices we have yeah all right annie what's going on yeah so um i just kind of noticed i've been you know on tiktok i love tiktok um and the filters are out of control. Like they're crazy. Um, I don't know if any of you listening have TikTok, but you can, I made a TikTok using one of the filters and it's just like a completely different person. Mm. And so you can go to my TikTok and see it. It's at shy Annie, S H Y A N N I E. And I, that, like, that name is ironic by the way. I know <laughs> it's an oxymoron. Um, but so I'm just, I'm stunned. And I'm, what I'm more stunned about is that people are like using these heavy, heavy, heavy filters in their everyday postings and lives. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I get when you're taking a photo, you want the lighting to be good and you maybe put makeup on, cover blemishes, whatever. I get that. Like, that's fine. But at what point does the filter, when it starts changing the structure of your face yeah. And, yeah. and you're okay to be posting this and making this... Like, do you think you look like that? Because you don't, mm -hmm. you know, and I know people, I know people personally mm -hmm. who alter literally their, the shape of their eyes, the color of their mm -hmm. eyes, the, the nose, I mean, everything that changed. It's like everything. they have an avatar. Like right. there's like, another person yes. out there that they, a persona. it still looks very real. It's, pla it's almost like plastic surgery without yeah. having the plastic surgery. Is this like some type of dysmorphia or like you think... Yeah. Because honestly, I would be embarrassed if I was putting out content with my face that. Yeah. Well, it. But if no one ever sees you in person, or it's like maybe it's just a your you know your your circle of people. But like, if if most of your interaction with people is online, then like, why not? Well, right? and I've thought about that, and there's one person I'm thinking of particularly that I know, and I'm just like, no, you're out and about. Like you mm. are. And you ugly. <laughs> well, that's the thing. That's the thing. This person isn't even ugly. 
that's the thing that and that's that's what's crazy to me and and i don't know if this is a, a woman thing or or what if this is you know particularly you know for i don't know if men how often men do this too but then i also kind of think about you know the, leading me to online dating and thinking about like profile pictures and how often do you hear like well they showed up and they were 50 pounds heavier than they said and i'm thinking boy i almost feel bad for men if they're seeing these photos and they're like they're just expecting something completely different because this is the like it just seems like a really bad idea and just a bad advertisement of yourself how much it's interesting that now i think people have to uh yeah, they have to kind of control their online persona almost. Yes. Like that's a whole nother, like I said, like an avatar. It's yeah. like a whole nother personality and yeah. reputation yes. and person you have to almost take care of uh, that's almost separate from your your, your your everyday life. And uh, and there's a lot of anxiety in that, that like you have to take care of it. You have to dress it up. You have to mm-hmm. put it out there. You have to, you know, how do you, how to, how's the, How's that person presented market to the yourself, world? Yeah. yeah, almost market. Yeah, marketing it's yourself. Your, it's your brand. Your brand. Your yeah, brand everyone has become, become a brand because, like, a company has a brand, and a company's brand is like its personality. Mm-hmm. And so people are making their own brand, and it's it's not just its own personality. It's like it's a whole different person. Have we talked about? I mentioned this a little bit before uh, the social dilemma documentary on Netflix. I don't remember. We're like a year uh, into this podcast. Yeah, maybe you guys. It was like, like yeah. I don't know. Maybe we have talked about. <laughs> maybe it. Maybe it was a year ago or something, but it was. Made by, I think his name is Tristan Harris. He, we used to work for Google, and uh, a lot of these people who work for different social media platforms have left these platforms, and they talk about, yeah, some of the mental health issues that can happen, mm-hmm. and and they have these different vignettes in the documentary of like this family and how how some of the social media stuff interacts. And one of is a young girl, and she's spending all day taking pictures of herself and then putting filters on and, you know, waiting to see how people are going to react. And everybody says, uh, you know, great. And then what's up with your elephant ears? One, but somebody says, and so all of a sudden all the rest are pics. She's covering up her ears or managing her ears or changing her ears. So it, yeah, I, I guess. So what do you do about, is it, is this, do we think this is unhealthy and what do you do about this? I think, like I said, if it's, you know, how much is, is, is enough. And I, I don't know that there's ever when you're, if you're feeling that way, like I said, I think it's totally normal in this day and age to, you know, make sure you've got good lighting and that your hair is straight. You remember back in the day when you had the disposable cameras lying around, I don't know how bad, (laughs) how much of this you remember or whatever, but you know, you'd be taking pictures, you'd go get them developed and you were stuck with whatever you got. Like there was no do overs. Like here it is. This is it. You got um, 25 pictures a roll and yep. it was $10 yep. or whatever it was. And, you get some real gems from those though. Totally. I mean, because nobody <laughs> no. could, could preview them before yeah. sending it out or, or having it, you know, be set in stone. So I don't know. Um, another uh, kind of on that topic, um, this guy, Eric Martin, he's, he's the singer of Mr. Big, which had like one hit wonder in the eighties to be with you. But anyway, we met him at Potawatomi one time and we actually got to sing with him, which was kind of cool. But oh, cool. he was giggling because he's a little older. And the photo that they had in his advertisement, he's like, this doesn't even look like me, you know, because like, they had airbrushed him to, you know, up the wazoo. And so I don't know, it's just kind of I, so like I do think that there is. I guess just how much is too much. 
just the pressure to stay a certain age, to look a certain way. Uh, yeah, and then I feel like celebrities, they work so hard that then they go overboard with the plex, plastics. They even look normal. It's just nice when people mm-hmm. can age gracefully and just, I don't know if it's the pressure that we put on people that we're always commenting commenting on how people look or if it's the pressure they put on themselves. But that's a lot of work to not only manage your own life, but then to manage, uh, again, that the digital persona. Yeah, I don't know. That's really, I don't think it's healthy. I think it probably caused a lot of anxiety. It, it caused a lot of stress. And there's not a lot of payoff. I mean, you do get some likes maybe or some comments on it, or maybe people might say something about you, but I don't think it's going to help you help anybody else or or I, I nobody's don't nobody's saying hey look at that really intelligent person or compl- complimenting something beyond like yeah you know i guess i would rather have but a more prettier faces get more clicks i mean true but yeah you always like i i've noticed this if you're scrolling through something and it's like it'll be like a, a video with like you know all kinds of stuff happening and it. whatever the thumbnail is it's always a pretty girl you just put like a smiling, like pretty girl's face on the thumbnail every single time because it'll get a click, hmm. you know. You know, having two daughters, I think I want to do everything I can to let them know that's not where their value is. And uh, hopefully, I don't know, it, it's just so hard. It, it scares me a little bit uh, that that's out there and what that will do. I mean, it's always been hard. There has been always been an incredible amount of pressure, especially on women, uh, to lurk a certain way. To that's why I love that song by um, the song Victoria's Secret. I love it. <laughs> we, we, yeah, by Jax. We've been playing that at our house. It's hilarious, and it's so like funny. it is. And and you know, it it uh, it was a kind of a, a opportunity to talk with our daughters about. Yeah, this is the Barbie world that's out there. It's always been pressure. Now you put the unrealistic expectations, not just of supermodels, but everybody can put a filter on. Mm-hmm. Um, the amount of pressure is is just crazy. So, And again, I'm not anti-filter. I'm not anti- You're not anti-filter. I'm okay. not anti-regular like, filter. <laughs> well, that's, that's, a dis- that's a big distinction, though, because there have so. always been like, like photo make editing it black and, and white. Right, I don't know how like to do any of those things. I've never used a filter in my life. I don't The changing like the actual like features and the structure is what scares me. I agree. Because like there there is like uh like a ratio like to make yourself more proportionate. Like that's yeah. why people are attractive because they have a certain like ratio or like symmetry, s- symmetry or, in their yeah. face. And so it's like the more that you're able to just manipulate, like everyone can just drive toward whatever that standard is. And, and it's after, after you like reach that threshold, you can't go back. Like you can't go Mm. back to being an an unattractive person. If you've, if you've gone Mm. that direction, you know, like your psyche doesn't. Yeah. And and it's like, it's like the person who does that online and you know, them in person and like, you're not going to think, wow, you're good looking. It's like, oh, you're pretty ugly compared to what I thought you looked like. Which is unfortunate because the person I'm thinking of in mm-hmm. question is not, is a cute person. Like, so I, I don't, I don't get it. But anywho. Yeah. Well, I'm just even comfortable, uncomfortable. You putting these labels on, you know, if somebody, yes, I like beauties in the eye of the beholder, you know, that, that, 
man, what really I think makes someone beautiful, we try to, again, try to tell our kids is how their character, how they act and who they are as a person. Um, somebody who's lying about them, uh, about themselves or hurting other people like that. So it makes them ugly, I think mm-hmm. in so many ways, but, but, but That's beautiful nice people, <laughs> it is, the, yeah. I know it, the, I know the pressure, but really, I mean, the people you want to be around, at least the people I want to be around are the people, um, who do have this character of loving other people and not thinking about themselves and somebody yeah. who's so self-absorbed. Um, and I get that, like I can, I can get that way too. tracking, uh, workouts or different things like that because I'm so obsessed about myself but that doesn't that's not good it's just not good it's not healthy no I, I agree with that and do you really I mean does that if you found out that a person was spending a couple hours a day filtering their pictures to put out on social media like is that is that an attractive trait of that person? No, I also think though, kind of on the flip side, we we all, whether we're as a business or a person or whatever, I think you do kind of have to advocate for yourself in somewhat. Like you know, even here at Victory, it's like we put out reels and we put all these you know fun things, and it's like if we didn't do that and we didn't kind of take that marketing piece. Now I don't know how I feel about personal marketing, but I think you know you you do kind of have to yeah. advocate for yourself or you become completely invisible. Yeah. And Pastor and, you know, Bill doesn't wear his Christmas sweater anymore because it makes him look fat. <laughs> <laughs> You're kidding. Is that You're what he said? <laughs> not kidding. Oh, come on. That man doesn't have an ounce of fat. Yeah, that could, you, you do whatever you can to look a little fatter, buddy. But the thing, that's the thing is like, you know, you do have to, I think, advocate for yourself a little bit or you become, and I guess maybe the motivation behind it may be what uh, is, you know, distinguishes what's good and bad. So like, why am I advocating for myself? Why am I trying to make myself yeah. look viable or, or good on, on social media? Yeah. Is it because I want the likes or is it because yeah. I have a different, you know, a different agenda? I'm, maybe I have a small business or maybe, you know, whatever, maybe yeah. I'm, maybe I'm a, a, um, a health instructor and I want sure. to look good so that people, I will get clients because sure. You know? Yeah. I mean, if you're somebody who's out of shape and you're trying to be a, Nutrition expert. Yeah, that that would not be good. Yeah, get a couple filters for sure. <laughs> well, that's right. That's just it. I I would just say it just seems like an incredible waste of time mm-hmm. and and comes from insecurity mm-hmm. and I and I want to do everything I can as a pastor, as a leader, as a person to my family or community congregation to help people. You know, is it too cheesy to quote uh Martin Luther King Jr., you know, that you judge a person not by their color of their skin or how they look, but their content of their character. And I, I just would rather have friends and people around me, the people I really admire, are those mm-hmm. who forget about themselves. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I understand you want to have a message out there letting people know how you're helping or who you're helping. But when you're just trying to make a name for yourself, that, is a, that is a bucket that's got a huge hole in the bottom and never going to fill up. That's what I was saying about the intention behind yeah, it. Yeah, so, yeah. Poor girl. I don't know. Yeah, and whoever thought this was a good idea to put those stupid, you know, like this could just... I feel like it started with it's, Snapchat. It's only going to spiral. That's, yeah, that's my and thing. like you just... Such a distorted... You, you, how are you going to learn to just be confident in yourself and be okay with yourself and just accept like, all right, this is as good as it gets, you know? <laughs> <laughs> And and be okay with that, you know. 
uh, I don't, I don't know. I, I just, yeah, I feel like that having that technology, it, it's not going to end well. I feel the same about all the gambling uh, mm. apps right now. Like, how is this going to end well? They're like, this is not going to all the. Oh, that's a, that's a whole that different. A that's a whole different games. topic, I guess. But all yeah. the now that it's it, you can you can gamble on on sports through these different mm. yeah DraftKings or things like that, oh, yeah. and just like on every little thing. And then the advertisement after that ad comes up with like, how if you have a gambling yeah, addiction, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> where they do you have go? Like, posted all over Pot already. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, like <laughs> when you it's like when you buy cigarettes. Warning: This product contains nicotine. Nicotine yeah. is an addictive chemical. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's just this is not going to be beneficial. So I don't know. I don't know if there's over, an overarching point. I guess I just don't know how healthy it is. Well, I think it's inevitable. I, I would. Wouldn't that be for me? Growth for that person would be. They stop posting pictures of themselves and and they don't, you know, and they don't care. They're able. I just think that would be health like they they're more interested in how they can help the community. Um, I mean, I, there's a couple of people here, in our congregation that blow me away um, on how many things they do for other people and how often they think about other people and they're beautiful Pretty wonderful people. They could spend that same amount of time self-promoting, mm-hmm. and they're doing so much uh, to volunteer, to help, to serve in so many incredible ways. And uh, and that for me is a, a beautiful, healthy person. Mm-hmm. So yeah, cool. All what right. Um, I wanted to talk about. I had a conversation with somebody last week, and it really was interesting. They they were they're trying to grow in their faith. Um, for a lot of reasons, but one of them is they have a, a I think a brother-in-law who's um, not a believer anymore, or 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 I don't know if it never was. Uh, so they're trying to read more and learn more so they can uh, share their faith more. And through this process, this person said, you know, it's the first time in my life that Christianity has not just been a set of facts that I believe, but a philosophy for life. And I was like, oh, uh, of course it is. But I'm surprised that, you know, you've been in church and as a Christian, you haven't seen that this matters in your day-to-day life. So I want to talk about uh, and get your perspective on the difference between seeing the Christian faith as historical data and facts, and is there any value in that, and Christianity as a way of life, a set of practices, and is there any value in that? So I don't think, what do you think, pastor's kid over there, what did you grow up (laughs) thinking and how do you look at now? Uh, Is Christianity more doctrines to be believed or practices to follow or a philosophy of life? Hmm. Uh, Well, okay, I mean, not surprisingly, I grew up, I mean, you you grew up, you you grew up learning all this stuff um, and that is your frame of reference, I think. You make more biblical sarcastic jokes and yes. little biblical puns than yes. anyone else in the office. I sat I, through a lot of years of Christ light that has to do with something. <laughs> is that the what does this mean? The, <laughs> or what's that? What's Christ, that one? The Christ light is like the, the Bible history, like grade school, yeah. Sunday school lessons. Yeah. Oh, oh. And then the catechism is the what but does this mean? But then there's always like a memory, a memory verse. Like you have to memorize this Bible verse that kind of went along with the lesson. And so there's like you, you memorize 
tons of Bible verses, and then it's like, okay, how do I twist these and use them as a joke to like make fun of Pastor Ben? That's really the value <laughs> at this point. So he's got so many puns. So they're just coming out all the time. Oh. Yeah. God's God's holy word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, no, I'm I'm half kidding because uh, like as a kid, that's what you're taught, and it's like, okay, you need to learn this stuff. It's really important you learn this stuff. It's like, okay, but that becomes your frame of reference. That becomes what Christianity is. It's like, I'm Christian because I know all of this stuff. And I need to learn it. And I need and to. It, yeah, and it's like, and you want to become a better Christian, just go to church more, read more of the Bible. And that's how you like to you level up yeah. through the ranks. Mm. <laughs> you can, yeah. Hmm. The um, Bible history quiz show, you could you could yeah. totally win in yeah. Bible Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I like... Uh, obviously that's not the only part of it. I'm just mm-hmm. saying like that was definitely how how I grew up. And I mean, it's pr- it's pretty like shockingly recently that it's l- only starting to tilt the other way for me. Mm-hmm. Because, In what way? Well, try. I'm just, you know, I I think a lot about just how I use my life and how I use my time. And mm-hmm. um and I'm, I mean, I'm not in school anymore, but you spend a lot of time in school. It's all just about learning mm-hmm. and you don't really see yourself as like, you don't, you don't really see that, see that you have a place in the world doing anything. You're just like, I'm just sitting through school, mm-hmm. absorbing as much of this information as I can. Yeah. What do you think, Annie? Is it, is Christianity history and teaching to learn or is it a way of life or is it something else? I think probably both. Okay. I did not grow up wells, um, so I guess I wasn't indoctrinated the way that, not necessarily that it's bad, but right. you know, it, it, as maybe you are brainwashed like the rest of us. Well, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, it, but it is what it is. I mean, let's call yeah. it indoctrinated. Um, so for me, I view it more as a way of life. Now, do I am I do I live that way of life all the time? No, but I think also it probably depends on the church that you attend Mm -hmm. and the church, you know, the pastors that you have Mm -hmm. and the culture of the church that you attend. I think here at Victory, like we are good at making it a way of life. We're, you know, addressing current problems, you know, that are, you know, the mental health, the filters on the, you know, like things like that, that we're, you know, we're addressing instead of, um, you know, just memorizing for the sake of memorizing or, you know, you need to know this. And maybe maybe you find that in other churches or other denominations. I think here at Victory, we do a good job of, of relating it to mm-hmm. current problems and struggles that people are facing. And mm-hmm. That's very good. I think, um, I think that the cool thing is, is that when it comes to like learning, like studying the Bible, for example, you can kind of do that at any age, at any phase of life. I think when you start looking at your life like as more of like um what what the apostle paul calls a living like a living sacrifice or like your whole life is a service to god like i think that just takes like experience mm-hmm. like that just is like that's really hard to do because mm-hmm. that's like that's that's your whole that's your whole person your whole um, sense of self basically but i think i think that always is going to come with experience and that's like a slow process mhm like I don't think anyone could just be born and just be like gung ho about mm-hmm. living for Jesus because you we're just you're just so selfish, you know, mm-hmm. as a kid and you you grow out of that eventually, hopefully. 
but mm-hmm. wouldn't they even consider like Buddhist? Wouldn't that be considered a, a way to live? Like other, you know, Taoism things like that. Like these are life, you know, existential philosophies. Yeah. Like so, why why is it weird to think that Christianity would be one of those too? Yeah, I think that's where I was going to go. Is that I think if it's only a way of life, then it's not offering anything different than Buddhism that does a pretty good job with, you know, mindfulness practices and, and, uh, calming and, you know, centering practices, things like that. And, um, even Islam has the seven practices, the seven pillars of Islam. Five. You know, is it five? But five. Then, oh, do you pray seven times a day and there's five that, pillars? Think, no, I think it's five of both. Really? Okay. I'll have to look that up. Either one. There's practices, uh, in, in, in these other religions um, and I think for a long time, we wanted to respond to that at Christians, uh, especially, yeah, I think in the historical Lutheran church, I'm talking hundreds of years ago, uh, one of a foundation of truth, a foundation of doctrine. So we're, we're, we're not like uh, the other denominations or religions that are just uh, based on what you do. But I think... If it's only teaching of, of doctrines and history and Bible history, and it doesn't relate to the, the day-to-day practices, then um, you have people who have got all this head knowledge, but they're complete jerks. And Jesus talked about that a lot. You know, you honor me. He's quoting Isaiah, you honor me with your lips, but your hearts are far from me. And, and if it's not producing a renewed life, then what are we here for? You know, Paul says the only thing that counts is faith expressing itself in love. So having a faith in the historical work of Jesus, but also expressing love. Um, I think what makes Christianity different than Buddhism and, and Islam and all those others is, maybe I've said this on the podcast before, if you take Buddha out of Buddhism, you could still have the tenets of Buddhism. If you take Muhammad out of Islam, you could still have the tenets of Islam because it's about these practices. You take Jesus out of Christianity, you lose the whole thing because it's ultimately historical religion on the story of how God was working in history to bring Jesus into the world to redeem and rescue the world through his life, death, and resurrection. Which is basically Judaism, like modern-day Judaism, right? It's just kind of like Christianity minus Jesus. Uh, maybe. I mean, they still remember the historical events of the Exodus of Purim and some of the great events that happened. So they'd still rooted in history and in a land and in a people. But yeah, then there are practices of prayer. Um, but there are more Christian churches that are, and I'm, I'm trying to help our church do this, fr- focus more on practices, because I do know lots of Christians, and myself included, where you can't really tell if they're any different than anybody else in the world, in, in the sense, like, has this really gotten into their, 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 their daily life on how they look at things? And so I have been trying to teach, I use our church app and some of the other things to teach a daily practice of Usually Monday is some kind of silence or fasting or slowness practice. Tuesday is some kind of prayer. Wednesdays comes study. Thursdays thankfulness. Friday is some kind of service or giving, and then Saturday and Sunday are some kind of rest and worship practice. So, other thing that was interesting is in the early Christian church, they were not called Christians; they were called those who practice the way, and so the way of Jesus. And so that's what they did. They 
they followed the way of Jesus, the life of Jesus, uh, not just the and the teachings of Jesus, not just the historical data of Jesus. So, I do think it has to be both. And if you don't have any biblical knowledge, I love teaching the Bible, and so I love to teach Bible history. I love to teach uh, how that all happened and and how how we got the Bible as it is now. But if you're also not living out your faith, I also like to help kind of establish the scaffolding to to help people structure their life so that it could... I've heard it compared to um, like a trellis. Jesus called the, the, the vine and we are the branches. But if you have a, a vineyard and you're, you have a vine, you need to build a trellis so that it can grow up. And so the trellis would be some of these daily habits and Christian practices. So... Yeah, but that that does make some Christians uncomfortable because then they say, oh, is your religion just about practices, not about Jesus? It's just about what you do? Well, no, but it should influence your day-to-day life. So I'm really thankful, anyways, that this gentleman came up and talked to me about that, that he is seeing Christianity as this everyday philosophy of life, that uh, filter you see, talking about a different kind of filter, the filter you see <laughs> the world through, uh, you, you look at the world, a Jesus saturated world and uh, you want to follow Jesus in every way possible. So when someone says to you, like, I wish I had a stronger faith, like, how do you respond to that? Yeah, I, I think that this can help. You know, Jesus didn't, he, he, he said, believe in me, but more often he said, follow me. And so do the things that Jesus did, taking time to be alone with the father, uh, spending time with people in service and putting yourself last and doing some of these practices that Jesus did. And, and I, I think you'll find that Jesus is true, not just with the stuff he taught, but how he lived. This is the true way to live. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I, I've just always been curious, like, because uh, you say, like, I wish I had a stronger faith. And it's like, what do you mean? Like, your faith is in Jesus. It doesn't get much stronger than that. Right. But but everybody wants a stronger faith, but you're not changing your faith. Like, you're, I don't know, it, it's interesting. Right. I would say a stronger faith is somebody who is more aware of the loving presence of God more of the day. So how often do we not we not perceive that we're loved by God? That we go through the day not believing that God is with us and he loves us and he cares for us and he's guiding us. Um, and some of these practices, there's a Catholic practice. Is it, is it the daily office? I don't know. They, they have a practice that a couple times the day you stop and you think back through the day and where God might have met you throughout the day. Hmm. And, and uh, where were you resisting him? And where were you not open to his presence? And I think that can be a, a helpful thing just to stop and be more aware of where God might have been in your life that day that you weren't paying attention to. So, um, yeah, I, I think that would be a stronger, a stronger faith. But if your life is so busy and so distracted and you're so hurried, I don't think you can perceive that. Yeah. Are these practices necessary to be, to have a strong faith or to live the Christian lifestyle? 
or make this your lifestyle? Are those practices like an essential part of that in your uh, mind? I wouldn't. I mean, I think the classic ones are being in the word and sacraments. So having some kind of gathering with Christians, we you know, we call worship, receiving the Lord's Supper, being baptized, he, uh, hearing God's word. It it's really hard for me to see how you could be a Christian without the church, without a group of believers, and just try to do it solo. Uh, because he says, love one another. Um, and and worship involves prayer, so that's all part of it. So if you say, I'm a Christian, but I don't go to church, I don't pray, um, I'm never receiving God's word, and I'm never receiving the sacrament, um, I think that would be a very, uh, that'd be a faith that's like hanging on by a thread. Like it would be a very anemic faith. I think, um, but if you if you if you participate in all those things, I think you're really feeding the roots of your faith. And uh, yeah, so I, you could do that and still be faking it too. I mean, you could be you could be going sure. to church and praying or making it look like you're praying, or you know, you could be doing all of these things, taking right. the Lord's Supper, and and kind of right. On the other hand, you know. So I, what Jesus talks about a lot in if you to be real salt and light in this world to to really be uh, to live out the Christian life he talks about what you do in secret is really kind of probably the the strongest testimony now we can't see what somebody does in secret but that what you do when nobody's watching how generous are you how much do you think about other people what is your prayer life like what is your your communication with God and reception of God, that is probably the litmus test. Yeah, we can't, we don't know. People could be hypocrites, definitely. Um, but if somebody like whoever this person is is saying, I want a stronger faith, I wouldn't just say, well, try harder or believe more. I would say, well, why don't you, are you participating in worship? Do you, do you have a prayer life? Do you have other Christians? Are you in a life group? Are you... Um, do you take time to be alone with God? Are, are you doing any of these things to kind of build the scaffolding for God to work in your life? Um, yeah, I, I think that can be really, really powerful. So it's not just about believing in what Jesus did. I think it's also following what Jesus did, and that is how you can get closer to Jesus. So I think it is both a historical faith of real things that happen in history, but they also need to play out in a whole philosophy of how we we live it out, how we love and live. and Yeah, so thanks. Problem solved. Problem solved. (laughs) As usual. (laughs) All right, Matthew Harbach, what do you got? You know, I just thought of this. I just turned 25, Woo. which means my brain... You were really hidden about your birthday, by the way. Is it the 6th? Maybe. It's the 4th. Uh, the 4th. <laughs> yeah. It's the 4th, yes. But I was going to say, that means my brain is fully developed now. This is it. Ha, so it's all downhill from watch here. out. You're dying. No, it means I'm at the peak of my powers this currently. Is so this is it. you better I'll be nice to me. Yeah, oh, okay. Bunch of old farts. <laughs> Um, 
Uh, so I, I was thinking about this um, at school the other day because um, I was we had like a there was a day at school where, where kids could pay to wear sweatpants because they're not allowed to wear sweatpants usually. Okay. So then I just started thinking about dress codes. And and then I started thinking about like fat like fashions or like styles of the day. And it seems like styles are getting. Well, I think in general, people are just like getting more image obsessed and things like you're just people are more vain. And um, I think celebrities like to push the boundaries of like how much how revealing or how. Yeah. How revealing can clothing be and that sort of thing. And so I just wanted to get your thoughts on. Um, like, I, I like again, like there's there's always like kind of a blanket answer, like oh, dress in a way that glorifies God. Sure. Or, my question is, what does that mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, well, I, you know, right now, you know, the '90s is you know back, and we're starting to enter into the 2000s fashion for mm-hmm. the young people. Very baggy clothing. I, I have noticed that. Very too, baggy yeah. clothing. Um. Baggy it's jeans for women. For women, oversized mm-hmm. sweatshirts, oversized everything. So, I asked my wife about fashion because I don't understand any of it, and she's like, "Well, you only can go one of two directions: either you make it really tight or really baggy." And so it's just kind of this like ballooning effect oh, where it's interesting. like <laughs> you go you go really tight for a while, and then where else are you gonna go? But you're yeah. gonna balloon it back out, and then where you know what's next? You're going to cut holes in it and then you're going to, yeah. It's all recycled. It's recycled, yeah. yeah. Um, Maybe it kind of goes back, though, to what we were talking about, the filters, like motivation, why are you Mm -hmm. doing this, Mm -hmm. what kind of attention are you trying Mm -hmm. to get and why, and... Because it feels good to be in some nice new clothes and, you know, the so Michael good, yeah. Michael Scott dancing in his new jeans. I felt like, <laughs> do you remember that episode in I The don't. Office? <laughs> Pam's like, whenever Michael Scott gets new jeans, he danced around The Office all morning. And <laughs> I felt like that. I got gray jeans for the first time in my life and they, uh-huh. they fit so well. And I was just dancing around the house in my gray <laughs> jeans. <laughs> trying to figure out what goes with gray jeans. I never had them before. I don't know how those work. Black, every, black shirt. Okay, like you. Yeah. Every black and gray. They'll cover every base. Yeah. All you gotta wear. I, Paul does talk about telling Timothy to teach the younger women to adorn themselves with char- character and not with just gold and jewelry and things like that. Um. I do think that. That is really attractive when you see a woman who cares more about doing something that matters, helping people, doing something significant, and is not so self-obsessed mm-hmm. with how they look. Mm-hmm. Um, Proverbs 31, the, the last uh, proverb, talks about... Um, this kind of... the the, the lady wisdom and a, a wife of noble character. And he says, you know, a wife of noble character who can find she's worth far more than rubies. Her husband is full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She is like a merchant ships bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it's still night. She provides food for her family and portions for her female servants. She considers a field and buys it. Um, 
Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She sets up about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her tasks. She sees that her trading is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. Her hand, she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. When it snows, she has no fear for the household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. And goes on and on, and then it says, Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. So it's just talking about this. Now, it's just an impossible uh, expectation. The but ideal woman, just yeah. a sensible, burly farm woman. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, ew. <laughs> <laughs> but hardworking, I mean, hardworking and caring for people, uh, man, I think that's just, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the, the, again, the, 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 I do get concerned when you see, especially young people dressing in a way that's very suggestive, like mm-hmm. what kind of insecurities are there? Why do you have to do that? What are you trying to compensate for? Uh, what, what's going on in your life? Mm. Do you feel like the only thing you have a value to bring to the world is yeah. more skin? Well, and I like, I, so you know, at school, I was just, so out of curiosity, I went through a handbook and I was just reading, there's just like pages of like what yeah. you're not allowed to wear. Right. And I'm like, okay, I get it. They have to have their bases covered. And I like, I've seen some young women wear some things and obviously I'm not going to say anything to them, but it's like, I don't, I, I can't imagine that person is thinking I'm going to go cause problems at school. Right. Like I want all the guys to be looking at me in a certain type of way but that that's just like is that something you're conscious of like where i like again like where do you draw the line i'm assuming like you know you're talking to let's say you're talking to a daughter in your in, in yeah. your case i don't thankfully i don't have any daughters <laughs> but like i'm i'm not going to have that conversation with with somebody but it's like again and like i'm 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 looking and i'm i'm like okay i i'm i'm not going to tell you what's wrong with what you're wearing cuz yeah. i'm not going to have that conversation with you but it's like i yeah. that did it, you know, it's yeah. like, no. <laughs> there was a book that Emily and I read years ago. It was, I think it was for him only and for her only. And it was like, this guy went and interviewed a bunch of women and then wrote a book for men using man talk about what women's perspective was on things. And then this woman went out, her, 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 his, wife went out and she interviewed a bunch of guys and got their perspective on all sorts of stuff and then she wrote a book for women based on these interviews with all these men and I don't remember much of the book but I do remember this like so this woman started asking these men like well what do you think when when women are wearing these kinds of clothes or you know and I I it really surprised my wife, but like men are very visual and they're not just thinking, Oh, she's cute. Like the men are playing in their head, having sex with this woman, you know? And, and I don't think young women realize that when they put these clothes, like, Oh, I want to be cute or sexy or whatever. And want to get, you know, a guy maybe to look at me or whatever. Like they're not, they go much farther in their Mm -hmm. brains than you're cute. And I think if, more women knew that. I don't, I, I think they're just, they just want to look pretty. They want to look beautiful. They want to be seen. And unfortunately, 
for better or worse, men are designed and our sinful nature, they go much farther with that. You know, so Annie, you're don't a ask girl. Me, don't ask me. You, do y'all, I'm wearing a giant pink sweatshirt, a green hat that says gnarly on it. Like I, I am not the person to be asking. And this I would say growing up, this is like this is how I would dress. I would dress like this. At That's school. how Shelby dresses. She's like, a hoodie every day. Yeah. If you're gonna like me, it's you're gonna best. like me. I'm not, you know, like this yeah. is That's how Emily is. dressed too yeah. every day. I'm hoodie like, and jeans. Yep. You're gonna have to sweats and a hoodie yeah you're just gonna have to deal with it if you, you know it's and as good that as it way, gets and this is what's great no it's not and that's the beauty of it it's like when i want to get dressed up i can get dressed up but right. don't expect that every day because yeah. a i'm too lazy <laughs> and b i mean you gotta have something some surprise once in a while right yeah. so no and i honestly i'm just more comfortable this way but i, I kind of always felt that way and i remember growing up just you know kind of being more of a tomboy and dressing mm-hmm. baggy clothes and yeah. whatever and Yep. I didn't have a problem getting dates, so mm-hmm. whatever. That's how Emily was, too. You just have such a great personality. <laughs> Why are you laughing at this? I do. I'm I'm charming. Why are, are you charming. laughing? Yeah. Look at him laughing. <laughs> you are out of order. Remember, well, I'll cut you. Know, you. You know when people usually say they have a great personality. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Matt. Oh, you are so Not out of nice order. guy. Uh, terrible i'm in peak form 25 year old oh. brain watch out oh, I'm so sharp right now I'll cut you <laughs> you're cut off you're cut out do you have anything with Productive that gi- to say? yeah oh. with that giant brain of yours that you wanted anything else on that topic no i liked i liked the the book that you brought in like um I, like it because it is you know it is like a, a male female issue like brains are just working very very differently i think mm-hmm. um but yeah like I, I i don't know i mean i wasn't if, high school w- if women point. knew what guys were saying about them i don't that think they would and that's, 50% well true. right and that's kind of <laughs> why i think that i kind of conducted myself and dressed the way that i did was mm. because my friends were male okay and i heard them talk yeah and i'm mm-hmm. like i'm not gonna be that girl yeah. you know like and so i guess i would encourage any young young ladies to i mean yes you can look cute and there's ways to look cute and fine yeah. but like yeah because dudes they talk and it's mm-hmm. you know and i i never wanted to be like yeah. one of those people that they were talking about but but this is the other half of the equation which is that um, you know, you have certain female celebrities and people of great influence who would say, no, we're going to dress how we want to dress. And men, you need to, you know, keep it in your pants or one of these other colloquialisms like well, yeah. true. I mean, that's not that's true, true. true. You know, yeah. we can't we can't say we can't blame, say, rape on a woman who's, you know, we can't say, well, she shouldn't address like that because the man can't control himself. Like, no, you can't. Right. Mm-hmm. Victim blame, essentially, in that regard. So. Yeah, no, that's and and I think that's whenever I'm talking to guys, you know, that's somebody's daughter, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. somebody's yeah, that that's God's daughter too, and and um, it's just it's just it is too bad. I just don't think that women always know mm. what's going on, on the other side, and and yeah, and they're might just cute and fun, right? Yeah. Exactly, but exactly. it's a lot more than that. Yeah. yeah. So, I, yeah, I, I do think it also says something. If you if you are put together, I mean, there's a way to look 
put together and confident and they get, you know, yeah, it's called sweats in a hoodie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. The uniform. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, very good. All God's people said, "Amen." Amen. Problem solved. All right. If you'd like to get a hold of us here at the Climbing Sycamores podcast, feel free to email. B Sadler at victoryofthelamb.com. B S A D L E R at victoryofthelamb.com. If you like today's intro music, it's been brought to you by Andrew Lynch's song, My Name, Hello.